there we go <laughs> like she ran on like you know being right. good to the teachers and being good to the you know the city unions and was not you know instantly she tried to screw him over and you know, yeah yo man all right we're we're good we're up we're we're live now we're simulcasting now too <laughs> simulcasting? yeah we're simulcasting the first time that we're simulcasting we're on youtube we're on twitter and we're on twitch right now bro Whoa. how's that what's up it's gonna, and we are glad to break in our restream with uh, with our special guest tonight, Maria Guido. How are you doing? Yeah. Good. Um, we were discussing about if we should put my last name or not because I never really like use my last name because people always like they're like that ain't really your last name. <laughs> That's not really your. I'm like no, it really is. They're like no, you use that just like a, a an alias or something. I was like, well, what? I don't need. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um. But yes, I'm happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, well, you got that nice mic. Yeah, yeah. We're we're just talking about that. I mean, we want to get a little bit more of an upgrade with you over there, Matt, because I know you're still working up off the headphones. Yeah, look at my headphones. <laughs> I thought I sounded good, but all these people with the mics sound sound a lot better. Um, well, my friend, like that, I'm like um, his podcast that I'm sometimes co-host on. He has like a mm -hmm. whole mic which i like but then i hate it because like if i want to like hit my vape or something right I, you know what i mean i'm making all types of noise and shit and... <laughs> i want to check our levels on the stream yeah check, check it okay. yeah check it out um uh, see actually i should have tagged you when i titled this thing maria but um but yeah yeah we're still trying to get this thing all fi figured out oh it's we can check i think we sound good yeah i know we sound pretty decent Right. Um, that theme is pretty sick, dude. Yeah, we uh we put that one together. When when do we start using it? I don't remember. Like, yeah, we uh we figured we needed some kind of a theme to roll in on, and then uh yeah, just kind of came together after we started seeing all the stuff going down uh, on the you know on the streets as far as the protesting. You know, so then, yeah, we went ahead and said, like, you know what? We need something representative of that. So that's what we went with. Yeah. yeah but now I hate it that guy, that Portland guy, turned out to be such a shitload. Oh, right. Yeah, that was he, one thing. He's prominently featured in it. Um, well, yeah. Well, I mean, it was still pretty fucking uh, metal at that point when he was getting you know, hit by the cops, just taking the shots. And then um, afterwards, where you know, he's just flipping the fucking cops off. <laughs> But you know, that's... you know what's crazy that mm -hmm. I can't even remember that so much has happened. Yeah, I know, right? That I'm just like, wow, that wasn't too long ago. Look, I, there's it, so many things really that have happened this past year. Yeah, I mean, it, we it's a lot of stuff that happened in a. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. All this stuff happened during a whole lockdown, and there's just so much shit that's been fluctuating throughout the course of the entire year you know it's been like the it just um 
I don't know. Just it seems really on brand for 2020 for some for the year to have seen as long as it is. Oh yeah, like that's what my one friend is like, dude. Trump's gonna end up winning this election. Trump's gonna end up winning this election. I'm like, you know what? Honestly, nothing surprise would surprise me anymore at this point in yeah. 2020. Like a UFO could crush into my car right now or into my house. <laughs> well, um, like, yeah. Uh, well, I kept saying that, like, you know, a few ago, polls were really bad um, for Trump. I was like, oh, he's going to do a false flag. He's going to do, like, an, an alien false flag. Like, I thought that was his only shot, right? Like, those polls fucked me up. Like, I was believing them. You know, I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. Like, he's really, you know, he's really far ahead in there. So I thought Trump was going to get desperate, but didn't have to, right? Well, like, I'm kind of amazed at how close it was. Well, I mean, yeah, right before Matt, remember we were doing, we were trying to do like a whole predictive model of this shit. And then uh, we looked at the polls. I mean, they're way, we were way far ahead. And then by the end of it, we're like, nah, it's not going to be like that. He's going to, he's going to make up that gap. There's going to be a little bit of, he's, it's going to be like five points off or at least as far off as it was last time. Yeah. And then, Um, uh, yeah, I mean, by the end of, what did we end up with that we said he was, uh, Biden was going to get like 299. Pretty close. Yeah, we're yeah, pretty we're pretty, we're, we're pretty decent according to, you know, since we didn't really fall completely well, into the polling. Yeah, we were only counting legal votes, so that's where our, <laughs> that's where our model was off. <laughs> that's where your model. Yeah, votes. I mean, honestly, I knew that it was going to come this close. Um, I knew that he would. I knew that once COVID got to like a certain point, that I think once Trump got COVID. It was like, all right, Biden has a chance. Like, I did not really feel strongly, obviously, about the Biden. Who did, right? No, uh, no. I knew it was going to come down that close. Like, I, I had a feeling it was going to come down that close. And it was, it made myself mad because I knew it was going to come down that close, but I still ended up getting mad throughout the week. Because I was like, you motherfucker, like, what the fuck? Like, how can you do this again? Again, we told you, we told you, we told you. Like, how can you do this? But yeah, so I mean, I I thought it was going to be really close. There was a point in time where I did not think Biden did, was going to pull it off. Did you see the whole Red Mirage thing scenario uh, playing out the way it did? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I really didn't. I tried to avoid... Honestly, I tried to avoid as much as, of it as I could, but you couldn't, right? right. Like, um, but I still think that the Democrats, I think without COVID, they would have lost. Trump would yeah. have oh, yeah. lost. Oh, yeah. Without COVID, oh, Trump would have destroyed them. Yeah. I don't think that this is like a win at all. <laughs> I think that well, Trump lost. Uh-huh. He lost. Like, Trump lost, but the Democrats didn't win. Well, like, yeah. yeah, look at the down ballot situation that we're that they're dealing with now. I mean, uh, they lost seats in the House. You know, they have to pull off a miracle in Georgia to even tie in the Senate. And uh, if they don't get that, I mean, everything that Biden tries to do that's not executive order and doesn't get shoot again uh, doesn't get shot down by the Supreme Court. The, he's not going to get anything done. It's just not going to happen. It's just going right. to be. Yeah. And I was talking about that on my friend's podcast mm-hmm. um, the other day because we were talking about the issues between why I thought Bernie would have been a better candidate for down ticket progressives. Mm -hmm. Um, And I said it Mm -hmm. was because when we canvassed 
for him in the primary, we also focused on down ticket progressives. Yeah. We focused on down ticket progressives in 2017 when it was an off year. You know what I mean? Yeah. In 2018. Like, we did a lot of that work. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think that Sanders would have been more successful. Listen, would he have gotten a lot of, like, shit from the Republicans? Absolutely. Would he have had he to concede some things? He it better, though. Like... It's like the people didn't believe Biden when he was like, uh, you know, I'm not a socialist or whatever. Like, you know, I'm not, I don't even know any socialists. But like <laughs> what that says right. is the people were they just kind of thought that, OK, you might not think you are. But I think a lot of them believe that he was like a puppet like that stuff and that he was just like the figurehead of the party that was radical. Right. So they don't understand what socialism is for the most part. Right. No. They think it's like authoritarian rule where everyone's going to be in gulags and shit you have to have somebody up there who can defend the principle of yes. you know, not even socialism but like liberalism like government like keynesian economics right you need to have somebody who can be like it's actually you know i think it's it'll be a lot better for the economy if we have government doing x y and z and the people know that intuitively it's the the label right because it's such a scare word mm-hmm. so like if you had had bernie up there being like yeah actually I am a socialist because that's a good thing, right? These guys are socialists yeah. too, but they're the bad kind, right? Actually explaining everything. Said you have Joe Biden who just like seems like he's full of shit. Like that was what I kept saying the whole time. It's like right. Biden was a terrible candidate, mm-hmm. not just because he's old and he has shitty policies, but because he can't talk right. He can't argue. He can't like explain himself. He can't like make a case for the policies he's pushing. So even if you did get him to say a few things about policy, he didn't explain it very well. And he just sounded like he was full of shit most of the time. You know, yeah. like that soul of the country stuff was a turnoff. People didn't like that. No, that nobody likes that. the virtue signaling. It's not it's not yeah. an effective way to communicate. And, you know, what we saw after with Biden winning, you still see uh, right wingers talking about, oh, they're going to send us to the camps now. They're going to get rid of our religion in school. They're going to make it illegal. You know, you're going to there's going to be mandatory that we're atheists and. And, um, and with, especially after with AOC coming out and saying a few things here and there, it's um, I saw one where they try to acronym her name as to like everyone's a communist or something, some, something like that. <laughs> <in her. laughs> Which I'm glad right, she came though. out. Yeah. Yeah. She's been killing it all week. Just, just mm-hmm. like spitting fire. Right. And like, because that is why I supported her. Yes. I supported her to do that. Yes. Like. Just listening to Kaylee's press conference yesterday, she sounds like a fucking psycho. And the people are like, they've been destroyed by that, like the right wing propaganda. So they probably believe everything she's saying, right? Like all that nonsense she keeps talking about, about like the framing of everything. Like, oh, the court ruled in our favor and we were not allowed to watch the count. And she's saying this, like all these instances have been debunked and ruled on by the courts. And she's still getting away with just saying it as if it's fact. Like that's 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 not good, you know what I mean? Like that's that's not a good sign that she's allowed to go on there and just tell those kinds of lies and have nobody be able to check her. Like I'm glad that the network stopped showing it, but you know the base heard it by now, right? They know exactly what she said right. and they believe it. No, exactly. What I'm saying it's like not only is it bad to have Biden up there because he's vague and senile, it's bad because he can't fight back. None of them do. Like we have this leadership or these old, like 80 year old, but they're, even if they did once have good policies, they don't anymore because they're just like lazy, you know, like old people are just tired. They just don't want to be bothered. Like you see, you know, 
over and over again. And Clyburn this week is just like, I, I can't even believe he would go on TV and say shit like that and get away with it. Like it's, he just sounds like a dumb old man, right? Like he doesn't sound smart. doesn't sound like, like a good leader. No, and I was, you know? that was the most frustrating thing doing all the election coverage. They just jumped to Jim Clyburn and just take a couple minutes to like blow him a little bit. Like, Oh, he saved the Joe Biden campaign. He saved the country. This is why we're going to win because Jim Clyburn intervened and <sighs> defeated socialism in all single handedly. Which had, it had nothing to do with that. <laughs> like, you know, look, Sanders, I'm not going to say that Sanders campaign was perfect. I'm like, I'm no. not, right. But they did screw us over. They did, pull, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they did screw us over. COVID set us back. I don't know why, you know, he decided to spend whatever, whatever. But like the only reason that Joe Biden is president elect is because of COVID-19. Yes. Point blank, period. That's it. That's yeah. it. Because even though people said, well, no, because Republicans were going um, for Biden over Trump, not enough. Not the ones that the Democrats yeah. thought were going to go. The number that they said were going to go. That they said, we don't need progressives. We right. don't need you. We don't want you. Latinos aren't you part know. of our winning strategy. <laughs> that was right. another Latinos one. Latinos aren't <laughs> part of our winning strategy. Um, and they, and they, they lost on those. And then, but to the point you're making, you know, Lincoln Project got, what was it, 60-something million dollars? To, to go ahead and, dollars. yeah, to $67 million to try and win over moderate Republicans. And then, uh, yeah, the percentages didn't, didn't really factor out into the amount of money that I was mean, put in to them. And then you had... They're trying to spin that the opposite way, though. They're trying oh, to Jesus. lie about that. I saw some op-ed last night. This asshole, Liam Kerr. I don't know if you've seen him before, but he's terrible. He's like uh, a... Like, uh, a bootleg version of Iglesias, like he's uh -huh. the same ideology, but he's just like worse on Twitter. And his article was just like he was just taking like different sample sizes from different like exit polls, and then isolating just one part of it, and then just mixing it up with other data sets. And I just couldn't believe that the hit job he did. And it's like so many of those guys, I feel like they resent the fact that it's like the squad is like young women, right? For in some ways, I feel like if AOC was a man, they would have, their attacks would have been would, different. Well, they right? would, yeah, they would have been calling her sexist. <laughs> well, like, I don't know what they would have done specifically, but I feel like they try to make it seem like she's dumb. Well, right? no, they, that's, that's the, no, they, that's the, the main thing that they do with her, her now is try to say that she's kind of just some ditzy female doesn't know that what she's talking about. But it, they tailor those they attacks. They do, they do. Yeah, they, they buy right into those right wing stereotypes and, um, uh, and then when it comes down to these attacks though, they like, it's, it's like what we talked about before, Matt, with the whole, uh, working class bit, right? They say they're trying to turn a working class into some kind of racial dog whistle and they'll do yeah. that to progress. Me, huh? Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. It makes me really, and I feel like I shouldn't be say that because I'm a white woman. Mm -hmm. Right. But also I look at it as working class has nothing to do with race. Right. It has nothing to do with race. I am one of those people that I'll tell you over and over and over again. I do get mad at the left because I do think that they keep race out in when, you know, when we discuss communism and like we, there, we need to discuss like race and class go hand in hand. Right. Right. But yes, the, the term working class. Play. Yeah. Is not a, a racist dog whistle <laughs> of like only white people. Like, are you no. kidding me? 
the working class is the majority of the country in, and really trying to turn majority it into a dog whistle. Yes. And it's the unionization rates are higher among black and brown communities too. So like right. that only that stereotype only exists in their head because they see it as a dog whistle for Trump supporters, right? Exactly. It's like a reverse, like a reverse dog whistle, whatever you'd call that, right? Like they, if you look at the way these people talk, like Charlotte Clymer with her sipping coffee shit, like they all have this perception that like red states are full of just vile racist and they don't care about them, and it's really off-putting. Like that's the shit that hurts the Democrats most, especially like the college, non-college breakdown. Like, I don't know if you heard Chapo this week. I know you listen, right? Uh, Maria, that was. I didn't get to listen to it yet. I'm I'm sorry. Sorry, boys. I'm behind. (laughs) They don't listen to my show. Um, He's got this big thing about college, non-college educated, right? Like they vote the non-college educated working class go for the Republicans because it's like, they see it as the, the Democrats are like the fun police, right? And won't let them, like, they, both parties, the economics are off the table basically, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just cultural signifiers. And like his theory is that they're going for them because it's the, so they see them as coastal elites. They see them as who they are, right? Like that's who they are. And it has a lot to do with their, their approach because they're not knocking on doors. They're not meeting people, going mm-hmm. out and like, organizing in the field. And there's no unions to do that. Like one of the things that helped them in those swing states was those were states that had unions, had active, you know, labor organizing that could get out and turn out the vote. And like, I, I think if they don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't explain it to them, like if people aren't actually discussed, like talked to about this stuff and you actually meet people, they just see them as like Nancy Pelosi as some, you know, out of touch rich lady and AOC as some like, you know, SJW psycho or something, you know, yeah. they don't like understand the you know the intersectionality of everything they don't like you have to actually meet people with it you can't just put like trump is bad tv ads it's not going to win anybody over but that's what they do that's what they do (laughs) and i mean they've even pushed out you know they've pushed out us and and here's the thing like i'm a i'm college educated i have a master's degree like you know it's uh, it's not i'm not against the democrats because it's like oh i'm you know i do not feel that they represent the people at all. And I'm not, I'm not a Republican because I don't feel they represent the people at all. More and more kids are getting like this, this generation that's coming up. Like, I know that they want to say like the youth came out and they voted this time and they voted Mm -hmm. Donald Trump out and yada, yada, yada. But the thing is, is that if you do the same thing to them that you did to us, they are going to go quicker than us. Oh yeah, and and I do not, and I, I mean, because like when um, Antoine Rose was shot and killed here in Pittsburgh uh, in 2018, like I remember like seeing the kids like out in the street and they're like, you know, chanting like, you know, Karl Marx like phrases and, and just yeah, they're they are way more left than millennials. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I noticed that too in Atlanta when they were well, burning down the Wendy. Right, they, they were talking about the that. They that, were talking about like you know they were criticizing the cops in like marxist tinged attacks um i think right. your microphone's a little loud it's who am i you maria yeah let's see just turn down the gain on the back the the top knob you hear it go ahead. You go. Yeah, yeah you're good 
Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing I was going to point out was, uh, I mean, it seems to be a generational thing that somehow everybody becomes more informed. And then as they become more informed, uh, by and large, the demographic moves more and more to the left. I mean, I guess, I, I don't know. We should probably like, like I would say, I would say the, a lot of the, t uh, for, for the most part, Gen Z is probably a little more to the left than, than the millennial generation. Yeah, but I don't Are know you? how it's going to shake. Oh, yeah. They're, they're more left. I yeah. just, they're, yeah, if that's what you mean, then yeah, the, I, yeah. they're more left, I'd say. Yeah, they're definitely. But, they but they also have. And, there, and th that's the other part of it is there's also less of this, um, this uh, kind of attitude that you have with the older generations. You're talking like uh, Gen Gen X or the the boomers, where they have this um, this devotion almost to to the party. Like I'm a, I'm a ride or die Democrat forever, and. I'm a ride or die Republican. I don't care who's on the ballot. I'm always down for the squad <laughs> in that right, sense. But the problem is, is that just like how we were with, you know, Kerry in 2004 and then Obama in 2008. Um, well, you know, obviously Kerry didn't win, but like we weren't <laughs> able to have that information of who was in their, you know, uh, administration in their cabinet. Like that wasn't at our fingertips. Right. Mm -hmm. This shit is at these mm -hmm. kids' fingertips. That's they true. They know. Yeah. They yeah, it's know. a lot harder to trick them. Right. Yes. Yeah. And setting the yeah. and setting those um those uh mainstream media narratives with with our generation and Gen Z uh, is a lot more difficult. You know, you have uh so many multiple streams of information coming at you. You you want to you could get six different sources and six different narratives on some issues. Yeah. And it, it just it informs your opinion a lot more if you uh, if your goal is to keep yourself informed and not so much in reinforce the bubble or whatever information bubble that you might be in. Well, the, yeah. Well, they, yeah, like, I think. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I always... Are your kids in an echo chamber? We should probably segue into this discussion of kids. We can get your <laughs> your expert analysis of the Gen Z voter. Right. Like, oh I yeah. Think, I mean, it's like I don't Go know. I, like, we're gonna the, the party has to be taken over, right? There's not like you're right. There's not another gen, like generation of voters out there who are going to support these terrible politicians, right? Like, it's gonna have to change at some point. But it seems like we're still outnumbered in a lot of places. These you know, like these blue districts, like it's these suburban districts and all. It's like. I don't know how you would convince, you know, like rural America without, you know, actual having progressive candidates talk to the people. But like, I don't, you right, know, I think you the can. trends are trending in that way. It's like college. The people who go to college vote for the Democrats and the people who don't vote for the Republicans. And I don't know how you change that without like looking at the, the, the districts themselves. Right. And it's like, we're going to be outnumbered by these assholes for another, you know, 20 years or so, probably, right? Damn. Well, I think, though, that the, you know, oh. the one thing that have all, like, grassroots efforts. Am I frozen? No, you unfroze now. You are for a second. Okay. I don't know what, what's going on with my You said grassroots efforts? But, yeah, like, these grassroots roots efforts to get in local candidates right so yeah one of my like big things that i'll 
even though I hate electoral politics right now, I'm just done with it, is mm -hmm. I believe in the importance of voting in district attorneys and voting in yeah. judges and magistrates yeah. that are progressive. Um, you know, and that's, it's hard to do, especially like, so like we challenged um, a magistrate in our area. My friend, Mikhail Pappas, he, he was the challenger. Um, this guy, Ron Costa, had been in for like 24 years and um, the neighborhood in Pittsburgh, like the district had like the highest level of eviction rates. So mm -hmm. Mick went in and he said, he was like, I will, like, I'm going to lower eviction rates. Like if you give me your vote, I'm going to lower eviction rates. Um, and there were like a number of other things, you know, like no cash bail, um, you know, there were, that we went around and we talked to the community about and explained to them. And Mick Rian is an independent, um, mm -hmm. just, you know, yeah. but we, I don't know much that ex, matters, you know, but yeah. It does. I, I feel like it does and it doesn't. And it, but it's really who you give them and if you give them results. Yeah, but if exactly. you have like the volunteers um, and you go around and you actually have conversations with these people and explain to them how a vote for your candidate is going to change their life in some way and you give them the results, they're definitely going to be, you know, like more open to voting for you like again and again. If right. they continue to see these results, um, you know, we've done it with smaller candidates in, you know, the Pittsburgh area, the, you know, outside of Pittsburgh. A lot of yeah. people have done it everywhere, but it's also. And look, I mean. It's 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 difficult. I think that the party, I don't know where the party goes from here. Yeah, um, at a certain point, they're going to have to let us in, or else they're going to lose. It's going well, to be and, that, and see, that's the that's the case that uh, we were talking about AOC. That's the case that she's been trying to make, and I think that yeah. I mean that that's really what I look at her doing these uh, when she does these press tours. Who she's communicating to? She's communicating not to us. She's communicating to live voters, and she's trying to get across a point that why do y'all keep losing? Why you know why why do Republic why do we keep letting Republicans beat us over the head with? whatever messaging they want and why is it so effective and why aren't we effectively making the case for ourselves as an opposition party instead of just cowering and making sure that they don't, you know, hit us too hard with whatever they want to hit us with. I think you said too, they're entrenched in their parties, right? Once they get right. to a certain age, they're team Democrat or team Republican and that's yeah. the party they're going to stay in. So if it's a progressive candidate or if it's a corporatist candidate, they're going to vote for them if they have a D next to their name, but right. it's not, the electorate's not as malleable as they seem to think, where people just cross over and vote for the Democrat because the mm -hmm. Republican did some mean tweets, right? That's not a right, thing that really right. happened. Right. So you need to turn out the next generation of voters. That's how you do it. You can't take these shortcuts like trying to like cheat and just steal the other network's people. Just with the way the right. echo chambers are too, like it's all yeah, and, you know, you know and that's a, so partisan. The cable and New York Times, all that, mm -hmm. right? Well, that's another reason why this this strategy that. Democrats try to push as effective as, okay, if we just run like if we're diet Republicans, that'll work. That'll get those right. moderates over on our side. You know, it's not like they're, they they do not factor into the equation that, all right, they just vote Republican because they're Republican. They don't care how similar you sound. If you both are sounding the same, they're still going to vote for a Republican over you. Yeah. No, we need to do it like one district at a time, right? They're like 
going to have to just rise up and take over because they're going to keep funding these Amy McGraths and these terrible <laughs> candidates. Oh, right? Amy McGrath. Right. And I, I think that that's where it comes down to, like, I, I see this frustration and, and I understand where people don't want to fight because, mm-hmm. I, like, I said after this, I was like, I'm out. I'm done. Can't do this. Like, after the Sanders campaign, after just dealing with the Democratic Party, I've been voting for them since i was 18 so i think what like my first midterm was 2002 Mm -hmm. or some shit Mm -hmm. um i'm done i'm done like you've spit in my face for the last time you know you've literally just you've said to us over and over i mean they didn't even reach out to us at all this time no even the unity platform was worse this time than it was in 2016 right i mean i really thought at that point hillary did give a little more concessions to the sanders wing uh mm-hmm. by, by the end i remember one of the things i was happy about with uh, hillary was that she adopted at least half of uh bernie's college plan which was making two-year colleges tuition free so right. i mean i i thought that was some kind of tangible concession um this time around i mean what what do we have a uh, 15 dollars minimum wage and it wasn't really even a cornerstone of, of biden's messaging you know and we right yeah and uh just to he... point out too he uh, in Florida, he lost Florida and $15 an hour minimum wage won. So, you know, go, go figure that like, one. He, he refused to say that he would legalize weed. Right? Oh, God. And how many, how <clears throat> it won in how many states? Yeah, it was, it was 15, right? It was 15, I think. Yeah, and 15. then 15 states and then Oregon uh, decriminalized all drugs. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That kind of scares me, like, you know, like that they're tightening up everything else, making everything shitty and then legalizing drugs like here, you know, you savages, you sit and get high and don't ask too many questions. I mean, it's good from a criminal justice point of view, right? Like it's it's good that that we're going to have, you know, all those people not getting screwed over and locked into the system for weed charges. But uh, yeah. It's good in that kind of view and in the in the harm reduction model of addiction Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, I'm a fan of. Um, I'm not I mean, look, I smoke, obviously weed, but but no, I harm harm reduction, I think, is always. Better to focus on rather than just full abstinence, Mm -hmm. like full Mm -hmm. sobriety. I, if people can do that and they can do this 12 steps and, and all of that, that's great. But mm. in reality, there's a lot of people that cannot do that. So if you have these harm reduction measures in place, like for instance, you know, like having injection sites that give out, um, you know, clean needles and do like free testing. Um, if you have these harm reduction, you know, things and you're able to put more money towards, you know, some type of treatment instead of throwing them in jail. Um, I think yeah. that it would be better. I mean, but I also get your point of like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, are we just allowing like the nation to just drug us up? And <laughs> I mean, we like, really have thing. though over the years. Yeah. Especially with, you know, big pharma, right. That's right. We People still haven't really reckoned with that. Right. Like there's still an opiate crisis. They just don't talk about it anymore. Right. And they don't care. It's like that same thing about, um you know the middle american voters the trump voters that nobody wants to do anything good for it's certainly not you know either party right. and i think like the thing you're saying about the harm reduction too 
is that ties back into the DAs, right? Because they still are so bad on their messaging that they let these like, you know, right wing demagogues like talk shit on any reform measure they put in, right? Like you saw Krasner in Philly just is get shit on by all these reactionaries for not doing, you know, crime bill style like law enforcement, right? Like every time they do try to loosen up a little, like that's how Kamala Harris won to be DA, right? Like she ran against a guy who was, you know, pretty legit, pretty progressive, especially for back then. And he was, you know, like letting people go on, um, you know, not, you know, like simple charges, like, you know, like drugs and, um, you know, simple stuff like that. And she made it a corner piece of her campaign was like fear mongering over, you know, like rapists and murderers that this guy's letting out of jail. And the same thing with the, you know, the safe injection sites, right? Like, they have this crisis and people try to deal with it. And then that's the response you get. It's just reactionary bullshit. Right. Um, and, and in the DA, you know, cause like, I always like worry about Krasner, like, because I obviously like, I mean, I live in Pittsburgh, but I've done a lot of work mm -hmm. in Philadelphia because a lot of the juvenile justice stuff, um, we always kind of like look towards Philly, like Pittsburgh always looks towards Philly because they have way more kids obviously than we do. Um, mm -hmm. But um, so I like went hard for Krasner and I was pissed that he endorsed Warren. I didn't get that over Bernie, but the one thing that Krasner has done for that DA's like the, has, what he, a candidate like he like Krasner he's done is he's given the power to like the district attorney to, to pick and choose okay, what are we going to charge? What are mm -hmm. we going to ask for in terms of sentencing? What, do we agree with what do we not agree with there were a lot of things like um you know pennsylvania has the highest amount of juvenile lifers in the nation there's 514 and they all need resentenced um yeah. and they the majority of them come from philadelphia and krasner you know the, the da's office they can go in when you do a resentencing um the da's office can go in and they can like deny like you can say okay we think that like you should give like like you gave this um you gave my client life without the possibility of parole at 16 he served 18 years we're asking 20 to 40 with time served meaning he serves 20 years he's up for he's eligible for parole but the da can always come back and be like nah we don't agree with that we want 35 to life mm -hmm. meaning yeah. he's got to wait 35 so a DA office like Krasner's can say, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to work with the defense attorney. We're going to look at these mitigating factors. Um, yeah. They have the, 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 the guy they just put in, in um, Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. In LA. I forget. I'm going to butcher his name. I forget what his name is. Um, I just looked it up. Too. Uh, uh. But it's like Gar's, Garcone or Garcon? Oh, yeah, Gascone. Yeah, Gascone. Gascone. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is. But he, one of his first things that he said is that he will not charge a child as an adult. And as somebody in Los Angeles, for him to say that, that's huge. I mean, yes, completely different state, California, but still for him to, to come out and say that that's huge, you know, just in terms of juvenile justice. So if you, you mm -hmm. know, if you do have a DA now, look, 
judges can argue with you and fight. There's a whole bunch of, you know, it just doesn't come down to DAs, right? Like you also have to pay attention to judges too. It's an extremely complicated system. I always, um, I always like reference like my years as like a juvenile justice, like an expert witness, like as like almost like a circus, um, Mm -hmm. just kind of like a clown show, like, and you're performing and and it's just very, but like the court system is just bizarre. But if you put in these progressive people and you hold them accountable, then you will see some change. And we, and Philly has saw some change with Krasner. Um, yeah. We've seen it with, you know, Mick and Pittsburgh. Um, mm-hmm. Wait a minute, he won? Oh, my friend Mick? Yeah. Yeah, he won yeah. in 2017. We oh, beat good, that. Um, yeah, we beat Ron Costa by, I think, 11 points. Um, and he that. dropped, yeah. I don't want to give the, I don't have the exact, um, I'm sorry, I did bad research today. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the exact percentage, but... Um, of like tenant law landlord disputes that he's settled, but mm-hmm. he's dropped yeah. a ridiculous amount of eviction rates um, in wow. the district. Yeah, well, it seems like that's a very powerful position, right? Like we, that's a good point that we really should focus on DAs and, and other kind of races like that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's DSA not one of the. Here, I mean, it's not like, one of the more flashy ones that you talk about, like with city well, council, I mean, to do Congress, state uh, state positions, all those kinds of things, but. Yeah, I mean, like what you're just putting yeah. out, the, the DA stuff, I mean, it, it has a real direct effect on people. But, uh, sorry, go ahead, Matt, I cut well, you the off. Chicago there. DSA endorsed, well, like, right. we went, it wasn't, like, we tried to get this guy out, like, Judge Tuman is this horrible right-wing judge, like, you probably know him, but I mean, he's had a couple of those terrible rulings on juvenile justice, like, he, mm-hmm. yes. he kept all those kids in since corona like he used that as an excuse to not like you know process their um you know their uh, bail hearings and all so there's been kids locked up they're supposed to be a 30 yeah they've day just maximum. been sitting there they, yeah, they've been sitting they haven't been maximum, able to right? see their families um well i think that he has them from what what i gather the kids that are sitting in um the detention center so the detention center is just a holding center Meaning the kids don't get real treatment there. Like a juvenile, like detention center isn't, is different from like a facility, like a residential facility where they would get long-term treatment. So Mm. they're basically languishing there with no treatment. They don't get to see their families. Um, And he's just. Yeah. And he's just consistently let the cops get away with this. And we, well, we tried to get him out and we failed. He got reelected. It's tough. Like once they get in, they they really you know, the ballot is like, should we retain this guy or not? So it's kind of hard to explain to people. Plus, like all you know, like the Tribune and all the like mainstream sources endorsed him again. Um, so that was kind of a tough spot. But um, we also couldn't get the fair tax passed either. So like I've been, I'm kind of just like I, the drug passes, the drug legalization stuff is good. I'm just kind of bummed on referendums since our since ours failed here. <laughs> oh yeah you know that that was something i was gonna about to ask you guys too because uh I, I saw this on a on the kyle show today he made a a point about direct ballot initiatives and whether it would be a good idea to have those at the federal level the thing with him though like his what i was thinking about with the drug stuff too it's like uh-huh. they 
like they kind of want that, right? Like they know that's another market for capital to exploit, right? They want drugs legalized. They want to be able to make money off of it, right? Like other stuff that's going to challenge their power, they organize against significantly. Like they spent that $200 million on Prop 22 in California, right? Yeah. That's a shitload of money. So if you're actually threatening them, they're not going to let the referendums pass, or they're going to make it a lot harder. Right. So, here so in California. Right. So a bunch of these. I don't know how that minimum wage passed, though. I mean, that's interesting. But people want to get paid, and they're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> so I guess but... they just don't understand when you when it's something. It's like another effort, another reason why you need the grassroots organizing because people don't understand the fair tax is going to be good for you. People right. just think any tax increase is bad, right? Right. It's it's an association. It, it's a messaging association. So from yeah. from what Republicans have done forever is made taxes just automatically bad. You and it's an yeah. association everybody makes in their mind. Tax bad, and that's the extent yeah. of what they have to hear about it. Like if they would have called it something else, like of. A fair funding referendum or something like that. It might have it might have passed just because they didn't have tax in the name. I don't know. I think yeah. it was the. I yeah. think it was the attack ads. Right, and there that's that's the other that's everywhere. the other part. That's that's the other part of the things. Mostly, when you see a lot of things like the legalization of uh, marijuana, um, those things have a way of passing. Like good policies have a way of passing when they're put up for direct initiatives. The only time they really fail is when you have these very drastic um, attack campaigns against them, and then um, you right. That's what you see, right? Yeah, like all over the place. Whenever there's something that's actually going to fuck with their paper, they'll spend as much money as it takes to beat it. And like so I'm saying, man, we need to we need to get out of the street. Yeah, it's all about money in the end, and that's what mm -hmm. you know where I'm not optimistic about the Democratic Party or any form of electoral politics really at this point besides like you know local like judges and DAs mm -hmm. I mean because at the end of the day like this is all about money right um mm -hmm. because we could put all of you know these we could put all of these like great policies in right but at the end of the day, like if there's no money put into it and you don't listen to the people that are involved um, already in the like the cause, it's just going to end up like something's going to end up happening. Like, for instance, um, so Trump passed the Families First Act, right? It mm -hmm. went into effect October, October 2020. Um, now, on paper, looks great. OK, and, and it makes sense. Federal funds, so we want to try to get away from, like, um, what's called congregate care. So having children in, like, group homes, shelters, orphanages, mm -hmm. residential treatment, um, and putting in, like, in-home services in the home to keep the kid in that home at all costs. So if the parents need help, instead of removing the kid, you're helping the parent. Mm -hmm. um, if it has mental health issues, you know, you're having therapists in day in, day out. Um, all that stuff. So that's all well and good, right? But mm -hmm. while they're doing this, they're closing down all of these facilities. So he, we have like no more group homes. Um, we only have like a couple residential facilities now, which again, totally agree with. I think that we need to phase away from that. However, mm -hmm. 
this the bill's idea is that well if we just train families if we just get if we give agencies more money to get more foster families then we don't have to send kids to a placement but okay so what are you but how are you going to help the foster families like what are they going to put in so like they don't you know they don't talk to the stakeholders like they need to Mm -hmm. talk to the people that are really working in this because again there's going to be problems with everything but you know we're going to have this big issue where what do you do with the kids that can't be in a home right like like they can't be with a family right now that or can't be with their family that there's like such severe abuse going on that you know like how do so while I while I agree with the act in general, there's still going to be problems behind it. Yeah, you know, um, there's nothing to fund it, right? Well, I mean, if you're going to get like, so it it gives federal funds. It, it says to direct federal funds to, you know, these in home services and mm-hmm. um, and foster families, but where is that money going and do they know what this entails because this isn't just we give more money for agencies to go out and get more foster families and then put these kids in there because that's not how it works like these foster families are a lot of times in distress i mean you know they they go into this wanting to do something good they want to Mm -hmm. do something good they maybe want to adopt um they go into this very noble and they don't, they're not told what they're not given what the reality is of trying to raise a child that is severely traumatized. And it's sad for everybody around, you know, it's sad for the parent. It's sad for the kid. It's sad for everyone. But, you know, so there's these, there's this whole big, group of kids that are going to end up getting screwed over because we don't have anywhere for them to go like where you know you so you've closed down all these places but what are we like my fear is that these kids are going to end up being pushed back into well yeah is there a line of foster family like how is there can you vet them better or is there just not enough like you know stable families on the list um I mean, it's, it's that we're, I don't think it's that we're not like, I think that we do need vet, better vetting, but even like the best foster families, um, they're not told the information that they need to know, or they're yeah. not, you know, they'll tell like a, a foster agency, look, I can't deal with the kid that hurts animals or whatever. Mm-hmm. And down the line, what happens if that kid hurts an animal? Um, because somebody missed the boat and didn't say that this kid has yeah. issues with you know, hurting animals um, or like just leaving like foster families, like in the dark after they adopt. So they'll adopt, mm-hmm. they get all of this help, right? Like while they're the foster parents um, and the kids in foster care, they get all this help. But the minute that they adopt, it's like all of that stops mm-hmm. because it's like, they think, okay, kids adopted. Everything's fine. No, that's when a lot of this shit comes up. 
a lot of this, you know, trauma. It, it, like, adoption can be a very beautiful thing, but it's not always sunshine and roses, especially mm-hmm. the older that the child gets, because it's Ooh, yeah. still a loss at the end of the day. How loss. come it's not like a, um, you know, how come, like, the prison industrial complex hasn't gotten in on this? It's like that <laughs> they, there could be a way to make some money off this. Oh, God. <laughs> well, profiting I mean, off people's misfortune. Technically, I mean, they have, like, I mean, you do see, like, some of these residential facilities that, you know, have opened up and they've gotten way in over their heads because they've said, oh, we're going to treat 200 children. They can't get enough staff. All of a sudden, they have 200 children in eight different units with not enough staff. And then there's riots and sexual assaults. And then you're getting staff in that, you know, right off the street that have no training with children whatsoever that's, you know, doing drugs with them or just doing like all types of crazy shit. Like it's just such a Mm. big, so they get involved. I mean, you, you see that, like, if you look at, um, Mm. like, like Mitt Romney got, he got called out for like being, I think universal, he was on, I think the board of universal health services. Mm. They Mm. were like infamous for, um, their facilities like being private, like for-profit facilities and these facilities, there were were rampant issues, sexual abuse, physical abuse, kids dying um, from restraints, um, just horrific things. Um, So they ended up, I think like a lot of the behavioral health stuff for the kids ended up going to this other company right now. It's called Acadia. Um, So that's like, the big business, like Acadia runs, oh, I don't even know how many facilities are on the nation, but like, this is big. It is big business. Um, you know, even like with like that place that, um, that Paris Hilton was sent, like the troubled yeah. teen industry, Ooh, parents get yeah. so desperate and, you know, there might be nowhere to put them in the state or whatever. And a psychiatrist is saying, you know, no, they don't meet criteria for residential. So the parent can't get any help. So they'll get so desperate that they'll send their kids off and pay like five thousand, ten thousand yeah. dollars a month to these like crazy ass fucking places that do no therapy, abuse the kids. It's a break you down and build you back up type of system. Um, kids have died there. Kids have killed yeah. themselves. I mean, people have suffered through significant trauma that have been like sent to these places. So yeah, I mean, kids have definitely been, you, you know, I got what, what's the terms human capital. I mean, they are, I mean, it's big business. Mm-hmm. Kids are a big business. Um, you know, and it's sad. Well, what do you want? Um, you know, when we get like, you know, Rahm Emanuel for like, <laughs> Secretary at HUD or something. Oh, um, dude. What do you What do you think? What do you think they're gonna do? Like anything? I don't think that anything's gonna get done in these next four years. Um, I think the only thing that we can hope for is that the Republicans buy into this whole: if you keep people out of jail, it'll be cheaper. Mm-hmm. Like because that is really why the Republicans are on this oh, shit, maybe we did lock up too many people. <laughs> um, I feel like they're just switching it, though, right? Like, they're trying to make money at the border now instead of in the inner right. cities. It's not, right, instead like, of black people, it's brown people that yeah. the Republicans, you know. So it's still a, a system, because here's the other thing. 
they're making money from that too. Those private facilities, kids' yeah, voice. We talked about that a couple of times. Yeah, I think it's I think it's kid. No, I think it might be Vision, what? a uh, a youth center, it's and it's all kids. It's all um kids from the border. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Pennsylvania must be like private prison law. Well, well, do you think things at the border will change any uh for the better at all? With uh, the incoming administration, there's a lot of attention on that as far as from a morality standpoint that the Democrats try to make. And they want to take maybe they want to take a step back from some of the more draconian policies that have been in place there over the Trump's over Trump's administration. So I mean, 666 kids, they can't find their parents. Yeah. I mean, you have stuff like that happening. Uh, and yeah, it, just to, from the. Is it, or is the fact that Biden was part of the administration of Obama, who had so many deportations, just a non-starter? I, I mean, I think that that they have to answer for that because right, I yeah, think the only the difference, the right? The only difference that they did is they kept the families together, but they still kept them in cages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that is the only thing that because they were horrible with deportation. I mean, there's. One, they're going to have to try to find these children's parents. Um, the children that they don't find their parents, they, they need to, wherever they go, wherever they're adopted or, or wherever, they, those kids need to have treatment immediately. Um, because what they are seeing at the border, at these detentions, at the centers are horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look, I love kids, obviously, like, just like you know i work with them but Mm. children are children and children do things to each other so when you hear things about you know seven-year-olds having sex with each other or you know them doing these other crazy things they're doing like it is because of where they're at and in their environment Mm. and it's gonna be it's not gonna be like oh i'm gonna pick up a two-year-old kid you know from the border and they're gonna be fine no it's not like that. That's kid. That kid's already made a bond with their parent. Mm-hmm. Like that kid has already made a bond with their parent, and you're never going to break that attachment. I don't care. Like I mean, it's science that says that. Like attachment mm-hmm. starts in the womb. Um, well, so- I think you're right though, because if there's if those if they built nice new facilities, you know, all over the country, like Joe Biden's not going to like shut them down. <laughs> you know, like he'll find somebody to put in them, right? Yeah, I'm like, sure. like, well, he's a like, as in by all accounts, he's a budget hawk. So, <laughs> I, I mean, it's not they're not going to go in and waste resources like that if, if there's already been an investment. I, I mean, the they, government probably paid some private company to build them and operate them. Exactly. Right? So they would make that argument like some cost, like oh well, we already built them, so we might as well not do catch and release, not do you know a, a more humane border policy. Um, right or go back to these other you know policies like uh, you know because how many of these kids are gonna end up being adopted and end up becoming citizens here right you know what i mean which i you know and of course i'm not saying like no don't you know have them here but as a country i think that it is our responsibility to take care of them and i know that there's a lot of people that will disagree with me on that but i don't give a shit we did she this. wants to give health care, government health care to immigrants. <laughs> I 
I mean, but we did this. We did this to these poor children. And yes. these poor children yeah. are going to suffer from this. And you're going to see increases in mental illness and increase in crime, increase in all of this stuff. And it's all going to come from the fact that we traumatize them. Yeah. Right. And this is what yeah. they did well, in the 80s, the war on drugs, they make the the they make the problem, they make the expensive problem, and then they complain about the price of dealing with it. It's yes. yes. I mean, and, and, and the more immediate, I mean, the, we're in the midst of a pandemic and we're not exactly the best country in the world at dealing with it. I mean, how many people yeah. in those uh, camps have caught COVID because of the program that's in place? Yeah. It's right. Yeah. So it's it, it, so it's it's really I don't know. It's hard for me. Um, Like when I hear about, you know, people like you know, it's definitely like around like the whole election about like. Well, if you don't vote for Biden, you don't care about the kids in cages and da 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 da. Oh God! One, yeah, one for the record, I did fucking vote for Biden, and the only reason <laughs> I did it is because my dead mother would have never stopped haunting me if I didn't oh, do it. I um, said I would yeah, have. Blame if I was her. In Wait, did, I didn't because I'm in Chicago, and I lived but in I would a, have if I was right. in Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, you're in a in a pivotal state, pivotal uh, county too, right? So that was Allegheny. One of, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. that was one of the ones we were, <laughs> we were waiting to see roll in on the on the night well, of, and then the. Yeah, I think though that Westmoreland was more important than mm-hmm. Allegheny because Westmoreland's like right outside of Pittsburgh. Uh huh. Um, and they are, and that's what I tell people: like between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, it is Trump country. Oh, it is yeah, Trump country. <laughs> it is a it's a Commonwealth. It's Trump country. Mm-hmm. Um. But were, were you yeah, part of I mean, that? Um, were you part of the mail-in ballot uh, ballot wave? I mailed in my ballot. Yeah. I don't know if <laughs> I was part illegal, of the illegal ballots. The illegal, illegal ballots that is good. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw them. I kept saying, I was like, yo, I was like, when I saw them in Philadelphia, I was like, yo, I was like, those kids are gonna beat. I was like, some a bunch of Philly kids are gonna end up beating them up and clowning them and shit. Uh-huh. Um, because Philly kids are funny like that. I love them. When they get sent to Pittsburgh, um, like, like, yeah, yeah. Well, they caught that QAnon psycho at the polling place, right? Like, oh, right. When they were gonna have that, they were had a planned attack in Philly out there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did hear about that. I mean, I don't think there's gonna be like any kind of like you know civil war or any of that. If that was gonna happen, I thought it would have popped off by now. I do think there's going to be chuds like stepping up their 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 weirdo attacks, right? Like I think between like you know all the QAnon freaks and then all the people who were looking for violence, and then like just the people who were just pissed off about like the failed coup attempt or whatever, <laughs> there's going to be you know some some like weird you know domestic terrorism, you know. Well, do you think that's partially because it hasn't set in yet and you still have uh, you know, people like Mike Pompeo saying, oh, we're going to transition yeah. into a into a second Trump term. And, uh, yeah, you know, you have all these court things popping yeah. around and, you know, all that sort of stuff. You know, I mean, it, for, I mean, I guess the, the end of the, the end result is, I mean, it has reality really set in for the majority of uh, people that um, did support Trump. And maybe that's why they haven't reacted in a certain way that we would have expected. What do you think? Is there a bunch of pissed off rednecks? I, so, but also, like, my thing is, is like, okay, well, what constitutes a civil war? 
what um, constitutes what pops it off because right. we could argue that we're in one right now just because yeah. not people aren't shooting at each other in the street like all day long or whatever mm-hmm. i mean but we you technically probably argue we're in one now um i don't know if we'd say but we're in we're in something we're in we're we're, we're in some type of part of history that going to be hard to yeah it's going to be hard to define one way or another without right yeah and and, um i was talking to like cole james cash um like after the election i was just like crying Mm -hmm. i was just like you know i was just like i just you know i'm afraid for like my kids i don't know what's going to happen to them Mm -hmm. like what you know i was just being real dramatic (laughs) real dago like um but but he said to me straight up he was like look he was like do you want me to tell you the honest truth he was like you're not doing this to see progress in your life mm-hmm. at all he's like you're not gonna yeah. see it like you're not he's like it's for these kids it's the kids that you work with and the future generation he's like you have to get it in your head right now like this isn't you know i'm in my mid-30s like yeah. I, I think it's gonna get way worse before it gets better mm-hmm. you know yeah. um yeah i, I don't, don't know if I'm... go ahead no, I mean, the only thing I'd say is that uh, Biden does have a he has a better ability to kind of calm shit down into a lull than Trump does, who every time he would just open his mouth, it's just going to go in and inflame the situation more. Oh. You know, I mean, that's that's the only thing I'd say for him. Do you, do you catch me? Well, you know, the only th- oh, still. <laughs> no, well, the only thing I'd say with uh, Biden is that he has you more. There? Yep, you, you got me? No? Maybe? I don't know what's going on. Finally, you guys are good now. All right. Yeah, no, the only thing Yeah, okay. the only Yeah, the only thing I was saying was that yeah, Biden uh I think he has more of an ability to sort of settle shit down more than Trump who just has one direction whereas if something happens, he's just going to inflame shit more rather than try to even attempt to cool things off. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's the benefit that we have with Biden right now. I think he's just going to, but I think it's, he's going to make it slower. Right. I yeah. think that, that yeah. we're not, because I do not think that he's one. I don't think that he's going to make it to 2024. <laughs> Same year. Same year. Like, yeah. They're not going to let him run. They're like, no, we're not doing another Reagan. Um, but I do not think that Kamala will be a strong ticket at all, regardless of yeah. who her VP is. And mm-hmm. I think that the Republicans are going to run somebody way more confident you don't, and evil than Trump. You don't think that Trump's just going to make another run at it again? Yeah, I think. The I thing mean, I think that he'll try to, but they'll. Pri- <laughs> I mean, can he really beat them in a primary? I mean, I guess he could well, if people really wanted him. But uh huh. I'd kind of have a hard time thinking the opposite way. Who, uh, who's gonna? Who would beat Donald Trump from the Republican Party in a primary? None of those assholes, man. They're all stuck. <laughs> like, like Ted Cruz is going to come and announce them this time. You know, they're going to have like Ted Nugent or something yeah, like that. I think I I don't know why I have this premonition that they're going to run Tom Cotton in twenty twenty. Right? Yeah. Like okay, that's another one. I mean, I wouldn't even doubt that Tom Cotton runs against Trump, but will but will Tom Cotton be able to beat Trump? Right. I, I mean, don't think he's charismatic. No. You know. No, he's not, but mm-hmm. I also think that he's more confident than Trump. And I think no, I'm that sure if he Trump, is. right, like loses interest mm-hmm. too, because that's the other thing. What's, you know, 
knowing Trump, he could do something in four years that who knows. He's going to be in the spotlight the whole time. Like he's going to, whatever he does, he's going to just like do like he did Obama and just attack him, but with just like a much bigger platform. So like if he's on cable news or if he's like, you know, living in some tax haven somewhere with no extradition treaty, like whatever ends up happening, like he's going to just like do mean tweets all day and like just constantly undermine whatever <laughs> Biden's trying to do. And I think Biden's going to be horribly ineffective. He's not going to be able to do anything. And then Well, you know, we were, we were talking about people. what we were He's talking the right, you know, what, that much more appealing. Yeah. What we were talking about um, what has been kicked around for Biden's first hundred days. And it, I mean, it doesn't sound terrible. He's talking about getting back into the Iran deal uh, the $15 minimum wage he wants to push, the student debt forgiveness for up to $50,000. Um, there, there are a few other things, the Paris Climate Agreement. You know, So on paper, what they're throwing around sounds pretty decent. The, the, the trick is how much can you get done without a Congress? Right. How much can you get done without a Congress? How much are they going to let you get done? And what is returning back to normal going to get us? Right. It, it, it would go. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, it, it would go. It would go a long way if uh, the the rumblings that they're going to listen to progressives at all were actually had actually had some foundation to them. Though, so if uh, there's actually something with the climate plan that's any kind of resemblance to what we would get under a Green New Deal, if there's cabinet appointments, like if we actually did get Bernie in as Labor Secretary, that would at least show some good faith. Uh, effort to go ahead they and reach to out to the left. They have to do something if they want to deal with the progressives. The, you, or, you know, and and not for not. nothing, they could get you know, away. The country's well, fucked, man. The economy's <laughs> no, it's so no. Many people are out of work. I mean, so many businesses right. are going under. Like they have to do something. You know, but not for nothing, they could go ahead and put Bernie in the position like Labor Secretary, and that would buy them so much. Uh, I guess what inroads with the with the left that they could probably get away with doing a lot of other dumb shit that we wouldn't like but you know just throwing that one out there too if they wanted to just go ahead and give us that little bit of representation i'm a little more optimistic about getting a good cabin appointment than i think mm -hmm. a lot of people are i mm -hmm. think there'll be one i think there'll be one good person yeah. in the cabinet and i don't know where yet but i mean just I feel like it'll be somebody good I mean, just for the love of God, don't put Kasich, don't put Mitt Romney. Yeah, they better not put those assholes in. I mean, I swear to God, man. What the, you know, the, what's the point of winning an election if you're going to end up putting people from the other side in the middle of the of your goddamn cabinet anyway? It's not even right. that. Like, it's I, just that they're not good faith actors. Right. You know? I, I, um, I don't know how I feel about Bernie. I mean, I would love to see him be Labor, labor Secretary, but then also, like, part of me is almost like, like Bernie, I love you so much, and you've done so much for us. Mm -hmm. It's time, go, like go. Mm -hmm. you no, know? like the rest I, of these I just soldiers are old though. I know, I know, and he's the only one that fights for us. But I feel just so. I, I like when I look at him, it makes me so sad because, like, how can a man that he just has been so disrespected by this entire mm -hmm. party? continues to fight for them and fight for them he wrote a whole covid response plan oh like i mean that yeah. breaks my heart it breaks my heart 
Um, still, I mean, and people can make fun of me all they want. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I still am, am having, you know, it's still is very sad to me even though i went through it in 2016 it's still very Mm. sad to me that this happened um you know but it 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 breaks my heart that he does this stuff for them and they don't give a shit about him you know if they would put him on a cabinet i would definitely like my opinion of them the administration would change um I still wouldn't have much hope for anything really being done, but I would at least see it as them saying, all right, we'll throw you a bone or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't mean that I become a Democrat again. Um, <laughs> no, but I want her to be treasury secretary. All right, give me, all right, how about. No, I hope she doesn't get a cabinet. That would make me feel good too. <laughs> I do not want her in the cabinet because she deserves, she doesn't deserve it. Because D- demon, there you go. I got a comment on here. Demon rats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she They're is. Uh, she is. She's terrible. She does not deserve to be. No. Can I ask you? Can I ask you what? What do you make of what do you make of what Warren did in the primary? Was that a personal thing, or do you think she's just a straight sellout? Uh, I think she's. I think she's a sellout, and I think. Look, I think you have to have some type of of narcissism in you to run for office right we all have it it's Mm -hmm. just a trait like i hate when people like people pathologize shit a lot but we all you know you have to have some type of ego well i wouldn't even no i'm not going to say narcissist sorry take that back you have to have some type of ego to run for office right i think that her ego got to her and i think Mm -hmm. that she sold out True demon is Nancy P. I hate her too. Um, <laughs> I do like when I do like when Trump calls her MS13 lover Nancy Pelosi. Oh, That's Jesus. actually one of my favorite Trump <laughs> nicknames yeah. ever. Yeah, sorry but guys, no, I, I just figured good. out how to get the chat working. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, yeah. I wonder where the chat There you go. Warren is not going to have Facebook and Google. Yeah, so yeah, yeah you know, so yeah, it's good. And she doesn't deserve one either. I mean, the cabinet's going to suck either way. Nobody gives a fuck about us. But um, no, I think she's a snake, and I think that she fucked over one of the only people that... She purposely her in right, but, okay, okay, what would... In there, the way she stayed in, right? Yeah. Like, do you think that was on purpose? Like, she knew what she was doing? She was just staying in to take Bernie out? Or do you think she still thought she had a chance to win or something? I don't understand or do you, that or, or that's what That's what I mean. Like, was it a personal thing that she felt slighted by Bernie? Or was it a thing where she just was doing her part for the establishment to make sure that he couldn't pull it off on Super Tuesday? Yeah, I, I think, think it was a, letter, honestly right? a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. But I think that she... Like, another <laughs> thing that broke my heart is when it came out that he's that they said that um with that he looked to see if she could be treasury secretary what did like treasury secretary and vice president at the same right time? right yeah yeah she he would have yeah. he would have okay regardless of what would have gone out gone down bernie still would have probably made her vp and try to do that treasury secretary uh hybrid position for her like he, he wouldn't you wouldn't have uh, made it into a personal thing the way it became and i mean it did for it to have gotten as far as her making all these sexist accusations. Uh, I mean, it was a real clownish yeah, moment. You know, uh, there was one video that that uh, I put out just uh, showing that rift. And it, it was a clear and obvious rift from where things started at the beginning of the primary, where you saw the, them kind of arguing against the centrists 
uh, from the same yeah, angle. I remember I have a picture of them with like they both have their arm like around each other and they look really mean. Mm -hmm. Like they look mm -hmm. like because mm, they were all being attacked that night. And I put like president, president and VP, president and VP. Yeah. Like, and I saw mm -hmm. it. I mean, she did worse than the fucking Kamala did. Like, yeah. she, mm -hmm. she just and it and it and it hurt him. I mean, and it really did. But I. I always what's that one dude's name that I forget what his name is the one that like lied about like how all of his friends at the barbershop were talking about Elizabeth oh, but, oh geez I don't remember his name I know you're talking about yeah, <laughs> like, who was he, talking he, about he, Warren <laughs> yeah he was like yeah he's like me and my boys yeah, we were at the barber bar uh, barbershop and um everybody was so excited about Elizabeth Warren I was like yeah yeah that didn't right, happen. and then it ended up like yeah, not it was it was, was, like it was so yeah it was so yeah. messed i mean the, the, they had like the dvd cases taped to the wall oh geez that was so fake <laughs> yeah it was you know, just it, so like bizarre mm. and it was just really like cringy and it's just like all right dude who's paying you <laughs> yeah i think she had a bunch of like that running her campaign uh-huh you know like, all right so people like go. that telling her like, oh, you got to do more woke shit. You know, like, you got to do... So like, are we still game for Civil War? I mean, I'm cool with it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Is there a bunch of pissed off psycho chuds in central PA? What are they going to do some the wall damage? Oh, oh, the... Uh, are, yeah, there, there was an, on the bar on the fake barbershop. There was a bunch of uh, DVDs or something uh, taped to the yeah. wall to make it, it look like, real. Or... Yeah, it was like <laughs> the sleeve from like DVDs, and it was like never... it was like Disney movies and shit too, wasn't it? It was just like yeah. weird, like random stuff just like taped to the wall. It was so crazy. <laughs> yeah, he what? was. Um... That, that was that was the thing. I think though that oh, do I think that like magna chuds in Pennsylvania will do things? No, but, not really. I mean, mm -hmm. they run their mouth and all types of shit. But like, you're you're not expecting outright violence though. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, by this time, if if there was a chance of that, I think it would have popped off by now. It would have popped off by now, and we also kind of have a kind of a. And I'm not I'm not saying this to like sound tough or anything like that, but like mm -hmm. people don't really fuck with Pittsburgh a lot. Um like the KKK like tried to come here, they got fucked up. Mm -hmm. Um Proud Boys were like like planning on coming here and then we were like, Nope, out of March, like so I mean Kyle popped it off. Oh yeah, who that Kyle Rittenhouse dude? Yeah, oh, that let me tell you. Oh, but but yeah no i don't think um i mean at least i mean i'm not gonna see it in the city mm -hmm. unless like somebody comes here and like does something crazy i mean yeah i'm not gonna call the fucking police if anything happens because they're obviously i don't i don't call the police because i just yeah don't believe I don't. No. they're useless they're the bad guys but, you know. right like i but I, you know what I mean? If I will do what I have to, if I have to protect myself, like right. if there's a dude shooting out in the street, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I might die, yeah. but I'm not going out. Like Stan Chira? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not going out. Like, I'm just saying I'm not. Yeah. I, I will. If, if I need to protect myself, I will, but I'm generally a, 
chill person. Yeah. Um, right. You know, uh, why don't I bring up that uh, that video that you talked about the Lori Lightfoot one? Because I know you wanted to talk about oh, that, God. right? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me like, let me go to this thing. I feel so bad because she's so. Look, look at, let me see. Are you gonna put on the volume? Uh, yeah, let, let me let me switch it over to you guys. Um, okay, that's one. Why would you and... think? This, why would you think this was a good idea? Well, I mean, and it seemed interesting to talk about, didn't it? Here we go. I just I, she has a bunch. Like she just she's she got she's like, like uh, hooked on the meme on the viral. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. There, look what. Right, let's Hopefully. see this thing. Right. Oh. Oh. Thank God. Science is back, baby. <laughs> and the earth is round, <laughs> not flat. What? Washing your what? hands does work. <laughs> Social distancing does matter, and wearing a face covering does help protect all of us. Oh boy. I do love science. It's so goofy. Oh, was that. that uh, what part of that was a good idea to really. <laughs> she Everybody is. Chicago wears a mask, though. <laughs> Here you go. I hate, yeah, I hate science now. <laughs> she's telling us things that they told us that we all know i mean that is like some sesame street shit like <laughs> i i said like what is going on in chicago like what is everybody doing because she's running around with costumes you know what i mean she's the census cowboy um she dressed up as like a bat i forget what she dressed up as like Batwoman or something for halloween yeah uh, she's just so goofy which listen would be completely fine if you weren't the fucking mayor of Chicago. Sure, if you were oh. good at your job, she could be goofball if she was like helping job. the people. Yeah, she hasn't done yeah. shit. There's been like literally nothing. Her response has been so terrible to all this mm -hmm. everything this year. It's just been yeah, she continuous. Yeah, she loves the cops. Fucking hates the teachers. Like who? Who? Wait, what universe are you from? Where you think that that appeals to voters? What? Who? Who likes the cops more than the teachers? It's just like, how long did she? Here. How long do you think she worked on that video, though? Uh, like, I, know, I, I, like, I hope not long. Like, I just am like, dude, I could see her. All right, guys. Like, could you see her? Just, I could see her like calling in her administration. Like, all right, guys, <laughs> come on, let's sit down. I have this great idea. Okay, we're gonna make a video telling people to wear masks and wash their hands. <laughs> oh, dude. What I mean, like, she was trying yeah. to dunk on Trump, you know, like that's what she was trying to do. It was trying to make a like, oh, we got rid of the anti Trump president. Emmanuel, like, too. Yeah, we hate him too. On yeah, <laughs> no, I, well, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a it's a dunk on Trump, right? And to go at the, the mask and the anti science right. shit that he does, but I mean, you have to do it in the most corniest way possible. Like, did he just did she just sit down on her team and be like, all right, I need some Sesame Street. bullshit <laughs> that's what they that's what they ended up turning out. <laughs> yeah, like again, if she was doing something positive and doing actual work in Chicago, that I wouldn't have a problem with any of this. I would just be like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, she's silly. Whatever. Right. But like I can't this is like gonna let Ramen they're gonna uh, wait, they're what? 
Wait, isn't he part of the? Yeah, huh? he's on the transition team. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's on the transition team. He's gonna be up yeah. in there, and and his brother, the one that thinks you should die at seventy-five, is on the fucking COVID team. Like, that's bad. Why can't they just let any of them what fail? What is their COVID plan too? Like, they, uh, <laughs> what is Biden's COVID plan? Um. Uh, well. <laughs> He doesn't have one. No, no, he he has a plan. He's already put together his task force. I mean, that's just to be, to be fair to the guy. I mean, he's gonna go ahead and mandate uh, mask on all federal property, is what he said, right? So, and I think he's planning to do some kind of subsidy for for the, the actual vaccine, which should be free. So it shouldn't be some kind of subsidy, you know. So I I mean, I do think he's gonna go ahead and take it more seriously than uh, Trump did. But I mean, the problem by now isn't so much the policies that are in place, he might go back and, and get masked to everybody. If that helps. I mean, I don't know if by now it'll help with that post office well, plan man, that man, Trump man. pulled, but the problem by now though, is that it was politicized so much by Trump that people are already in their camps of whether or not going to, if they're not going to wear masks or right. yeah. So it's, it would have had to, that's, that's something you can't fix. It, mm -hmm. like their plan has to be like how to properly fund healthcare <laughs> and shit like that. Like that's the kind of thing. And you know, uh, whatever, People need checks and stuff like that. Like that has to be your plan. Like, right. Your plan can't be just virtue signaling about masks. That's not going to work. Right. I mean, that doesn't, that's not going to work anymore by now. And the other problem now too is uh, with the vaccine that's, that's forthcoming. Uh, people are not, you know, all getting in line, ready to go to take that vaccine either. I am. I'm talking. I mean, I, I'll take the shit out of it. All right. Yeah. You take that shit first, bro. And I'll, I'll give you a couple months. See how you do. I mean, I'm yeah. convinced that my allergies are really COVID, so I'm going to get tested tomorrow. Oh, but, no. But, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, that's another thing is, like, there are a lot of people getting this shit. Yeah. Like, a lot yeah. of people. And it's and weird. My brother because got there it. People, yeah. Like, because, like, so two of my uncles got it, and my aunt got it, and my both of my uncles died. Um, oh, But God. the one uncle what? didn't fucking believe in COVID. Like, the whole family got it. And they didn't believe in COVID. And whatever. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, but my, the, my uncle that the first one that died, like it was a whole like mess. Cause like he went to the ER like three times and then finally the third time they were like, Oh, and this was right when the outbreak was happening. So he had already been, whatever was happening. Cause he had diabetes and, and OB, you know, he was obese. He had comorbidities, but then there's people like, kind of like, and I'm not, I don't know, you know, your guys' personal, you know, health or whatever, but like I'm 37. I have like an autoimmune disorder, but it's not it's not very bad. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. me to catch COVID, it's not going to like, yeah, it's gonna put me out, you know what I mean? But it's not going to like discomfort me or whatever. But even if I didn't have COVID and I'm like this, I wouldn't go out. Like, especially no. without a mask. You're, if even if you feel sick, just don't fucking go out. Don't go out, you know, because the the other thing, like again, it's affecting a lot of people just very mildly, and people think that you know they're getting, you know, just like whatever. I mean, I'm gonna go get tested tomorrow just because I'll freak myself out if mm -hmm. I don't. But a lot of people, you know, are yeah. I just wasn't. I had a headache well. today. I was kind of scared. I had it. Isn't that the first dumb headache? 
No, but they, there's just so many. There's so wide a variety of symptoms that if you go and you, if you start going uh, doing the WebMD shit, <laughs> you know, going on Google, do I have COVID? Yeah. You'll find something that'll line up and be like, all right, well, I have like these three things. You know, that, that might be it. And like here it, for for me, uh, just because of the situation, uh, I'm over here in El Paso. Just because of how bad it is, um, I mean, it, it's got a lot of. It's got me freaked out. I know that like my mom, she's a a nurse in the COVID unit. So, well, that it's a new COVID unit because there's just so many cases that they expanded it to include the whole damn hospital by now. So, uh, when you have a situation like that, you are more worried that, all right, you know what? I did go to the store. Maybe I caught something. Maybe I didn't wash my hands this time. You know, you know, I, you know, that dude passed by me on the stairwell a little too closely. You know, some. I'm worried yeah. I caught it at the election because I was working at the poll. Right. Yeah, and, and see, like, uh, taste, that's the tell. I mean, it's not always the tell. That's a common one. You know, my, my boy, he, he got it over here. That was one of the things he got, the no taste, no sense of smell. But that's not always the case. And then let alone in cases where you're asymptomatic and you don't even know that you're carrying it and you could right. risk exposing people that are important to you to it. So, And look, I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, was at a Halloween party, mm-hmm. like. You know, and I kept my mask on the majority of the time, but I was also drinking too. You know what I mean? So it's like you're, you know, it, it is like I'm not going to pretend like I've been completely perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, no. the entire quarantine. I don't think anybody has. Um, and that's insane. And three months. Three months is, yeah, but uh, like no. it, you know, it's scary because you, you know, you don't know. And like mm-hmm. I work from home, no, like I'll go and see, because mm-hmm. we got pulled out of the field, um, like in March. But then, like slowly, like if we felt that like kids needed to be seen, like it was, mm-hmm. if we weren't mm-hmm. seeing them, they were going to jail or the hospital. We would go out and see them. But out, I have like a lot of little ones right now, so I'll go out and see them every other week. But I make them come outside. We wear masks. Like we do all of that. So once because the weather's getting colder, I'm gonna end that. Um, but I mean, yeah, like everybody, it's just, it frustrates me because if we would have just shut down for three months, give everybody $2,000 a month, uh, give this, you know what I mean? Well, and then, yeah, gone ahead with that post office plan too. Well, it seemed like we did shut down, right? It seemed like we did kind of keep everybody, keep it contained at first, but then people broke containment too quickly because they didn't have any... You know, they didn't they didn't have checks. They didn't have anything from the government. So they didn't last very long. Yeah, I mean, right? I mean, here we have a comment about this. COVID is just going to be the seasonal flu now. And again, I really, I don't, I don't see it that way just because of how other countries have been able to deal with it so much more effectively. And yeah. I, I mean, if you're just going off of that, there's been a uniquely bad response to COVID here. And that's just, that's the situation that we're in. You know, it's not like every a country that has a, had a spike or that has uh, had had a, an immediate response that has been um, competent is out here expecting this thing to reoccur every year because some of these countries aren't even having cases. You know, so I, know, I think it's spiked a lot of places, though. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, we did handle it badly, but I think a lot of it is also our um, healthcare system, right? Right. Where, like, you avoid going to get treatment at all costs until the last minute, you know, until you absolutely have to. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah, are I, I it, said, you know? 
I said on Twitter, and I was half joking, I said that I was going to call my doctor tomorrow and be dramatic mm-hmm. so I could get a test. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'm not running a fever, so they're not going to give, you know what I mean? Like, right. they're not ordering me a test. So I'm going to be fucking dramatic about it. <laughs> not like dramatic. But, but no, I mean, but that's fucked up. Like that is we have like the access to tests needs to be bigger. The 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 thing that scares me about like the vaccine, which I mean I'll get, but I've heard like that like you you know, people have like said like you should wait six months, I guess, to see what it does before you make the decision. Um mm. but I mean I don't know. I mean uh, yes, I'm gonna, you know, get it. I'm not gonna get it if Trump tells me, you know, <laughs> or like any administration. But I'll even question Biden's a bit. I mean, no, it, it, like, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm just firmly on the side of I won't probably be the one of the first ones in line to get it, but I'll get it once I see that it's clear with the majority of people, you know. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I just want shit to go back to normal. <laughs> like, I'm starting to get sick of it now, like. You know, yeah, like I actually don't mind staying at home, but you know, I want to like go to go to shows and stuff like that. You know, yeah, it'd be nice to go to a fucking movie. I miss dancing. I used to um go to there was this night in Pittsburgh every it was the first Saturday of every month. It was called Title Town Funk and Soul Party. It's been around for like Mm -hmm. over ten years, and they played all like funk and soul on forty fives. So like forty five records it, it was mm-hmm. awesome you go in there and it just like felt like you were in a time capsule and like by oh, the time shit. like it was like midnight everybody was on the dance floor and it was just so like you know young and old it was just like such a varied um crowd like every every month it was just a really really good time and i really miss it that was yeah. like my one night month where i'm like i'm gonna get sawed up and Dance. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Matt. Wasn't uh, I was gonna show you that uh, Vosh vid. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, what do you think? We should probably I... ask you about this. Yeah, one, we did want to ask you about this thing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to him because we were on that one show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I remember. So I fi- well, I, I went on the timeline. You know, on the show timeline, I get a different feed from the from my personal one. But the, on my show, on the show one, uh, there was like a. Good string of, of tweets that were like, uh, what the fuck is Vosh or Vosh, Vosh, Vosh. It was like a string of just anti-Vosh tweets. I was like, all right, what the fuck did he say? Because, <laughs> you know, the, the last time that happened is because somebody found a video, an old one from him saying like that about justifying the use of the N-word. So I was like, all right, what did he do? Did they just find that video and make it and make a run again? So, uh, but yeah, let, let me show this thing to you guys and see what y'all think. All right, let's I think see. I have seen this one too. Yeah. Uh, let's do you believe porn which includes bestiality increase the prevalence of zoophiles? Um, possibly, but I still don't care. I still think that like um, zoophile porn, like drawn stuff, it should be 100% legal. In fact, and this is going to be a real hot take, I have yet to hear a convincing moral or legal argument as to why possession of child pornography should be illegal. Actual child pornography. How's that for a hot fucking take? Now to clarify on this take, as I feel it necessary to do so, um, we do not, in this country, um, typically uh, uh, criminalize people who have procured me- uh, media or resources which were the product of abuse. Um, it is not illegal to own necklaces that have um, slave diamonds or whatever. What are they called? Um, or or yeah, blood diamonds? 
Yeah, all of our clothes produced by sweatshops, our computer, the silicon and lithium mined from literal fucking slaves. In our society, we have already deemed that people are not responsible for the mechanisms by which the media they consume and the content they uh, engage with are produced. It does, no, 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 no. All you are about to make some really dumb fuck arguments. Because you encourage production right. porn? Yeah, and you encourage the slave mining that goes into uh, blood diamonds when you buy the necklaces. You, encur you encourage the mining of, uh, and, the, and the slaves that mine the lithium when you purchase electronics, okay? There is, it is the same thing. Don't come at me with your dumb fuck feels arguments, okay? If you feel you have a cogent argument, let me get my way, but I'm not interested in listening to your fucking feels on the issue. Bosh, bro, you're gonna need a pause. Whoop, look who just got banned. Oh, look who gets fucking banned for saying stupid shit in my channel. I don't tolerate that shit here, nope. Ooh, bruh, ooh, bruh, you have a point that I can't really argue against, but bruh, you should take a pause, bruh. Ooh, ooh, bruh, yikes, bruh, don't like that, bruh, ooh, bruh. Ooh, bad, bad look, bruh, big oof, bruh. Beefy bad, feelings hurt. Thank you, Anarcho Attack. I'm objectively right on this. They're, they're morally identical. The difference being, of course, that there are far more people caught up in the slave labor and exploitation of the developing world than there are children we rape. So if anything, owning child pornography is probably a hell of a lot more ethical than wearing the t-shirts on your backs right now. You like that argument? Ooh, you like that? You like that moral culpability? You're all worse than fucking CP owners, and I am too. Do you like that? No ethical consumption under capitalism. Shit sucks, right? But if we accept that argument for slave labor, then we definitely have to accept it for child pornography. None of it is- yeah, I agree. None of it is ethical. But we've already made this social decision that people are not responsible for the systems by which the stuff they own is produced. We've already made that decision. You're right, but you're kind of revealing your power level. No, this is exactly what I'm, this is exactly what I fucking mean. I'm right, but I'm revealing my fucking pedo power level because I'm right. No, this is a moral inconsistency in society. The answer should be that all of these things are bad. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so I didn't the... see the extended clip, so this is the first time that I'm seeing the extended clip. Yeah. Um, so I am very. I always joke around because I say like that I. If not, like, I guess I'm not, like, important enough to get into, like, like battles with, like, people on the left or I'm just, like, too stoned and it goes over my head. <laughs> right. Um, so I try to ignore a lot of that, like, mm -hmm. bullshit. Like, I'll make funny comments from time to time. So I didn't really know Bosch and, like, what his whole <clears throat> deal was when we were on Kenzo's show. It was just, like, you know, we just had a conversation or whatever. Um, and I know, like, him and Paul talked about stuff for something but um so uh you're oh so yeah i saw that so like i didn't you know really know anything about him then i saw the thing about like the him saying the n-word mm -hmm. and then that started this whole discourse about like when is it okay to say the n-word and all this you know just ridiculous fucking shit right um and then yeah. uh then I saw this and I was just like, what? Like, this dude is like insane. And then I guess I just like, then I started like, like I started like kind of like looking like down the rabbit hole, <clears throat> like boss. And he's just, uh, I obviously highly disagree yeah. with him. Um, owning child pornography is abuse. It is, it, you're, you are engaging in that child's abuse by owning their pornography right and i would say yeah. and and just to to what he's trying to uh, say he's trying to make an association between between uh, child labor and sweatshops and owning clothes versus owning child porn and uh owning that abuse that created that that product i guess if you want to call it that and uh, I, I mean you could just the that just falls apart on its face when you think about it as all right in and itself owning a video like that is is fucking repugnant versus Wearing a goddamn shirt is not fucking repugnant in and of itself, you know. And uh, I'm trying to find that tweet. Yeah, I somebody debunked it really well, but I can't find it now. Yeah, it's just like you're 
because this uh, shitty thing happens, therefore this other shitty thing is is okay. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's like we don't go out of our way to own material made with slave labor. Just mm-hmm. it's you know no ethical consumption. It's a part of society. Therefore, it doesn't that doesn't follow that that somehow makes other terrible things in society somehow acceptable. You know or like you know less objectionable like we're forced to the world that we have right like we didn't pick this world right like yeah or or even i mean take it a step further you don't own a a damn shirt from a sweat stop uh, from a a sweatshop because it gives it some kind of fucked up predilection that you have and you get off on wearing shirts that are uh, made from child labor like oh i just have to have that shirt because it's so gratifying to me because it's made from child labor Whereas yeah. uh, you own a fucking child porn video because you enjoy seeing children get raped. That's exactly what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's really weird. Cause I, there are people that get into this conversation about like, um, you know, can sex offenders be treated and things like that. I've worked mm-hmm. with like juveniles who sexually offend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say with juveniles, there's a very high um, rate of, like there's a very low recidivism rate, meaning that there's a very low chance that they will reoffend um, if they get uh, sex offender treatment. Adults, I can't really speak on because I don't. I've never worked with adults, and mm-hmm. you know. But at the end of the day, there needs to be you know. But I I don't see a lot of people try to make like pedophilia into this whole like what's well, a mental health disorder, and if we're just easier, you know. I'm like no, like there are children being hurt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this is still in danger of a child. You're still raping them. You're still molesting them. Like, so yeah. But I think that do you, I think that Bosch, I, I don't really know how to take people like him at times because it's like, are they just saying this, this to get like views? Are they getting, you know, yeah, is it, are they getting, that's a good point that's a good point is it some kind of like edgelord thing where i'm just trying to say the edgiest like what do you you know what i'm saying like that's not i I mean i don't know who you're appealing to there like you know that's like even if you oh yeah no and i mean the the only i mean the instinct that came to my head it i mean you know it's unfounded but i mean uh what's your goal there is it to you know cover your bases as some kind of position that you have a personal interest in you know i'll just say it like that but I mean, what, I mean, what, what, who are you appealing to with that kind of a position if it's not to go ahead and protect some Ooh. kind of interest that you have personally or that? Ooh. Oh, you went there, huh? Hey, well, look, I'm just, I'm just saying, look, I'm just saying. Well, yeah, wasn't, there, but wasn't there like discussion that he was like chatting with a 17 year old girl? Or, I mean, I can't like, look, I, I don't, I look, I'm like, like uh-huh. Twitter is like high school and no. I am in the same boat as high school where I'm just getting stoned outside. And then I say, sometimes yeah. I'll say funny things in class, but mm-hmm. a lot of times it's just gibberish. Right. No, I'm not saying it. No, I know by no means am I saying his audience is freaking pedo, but I'm saying, right. why is he saying that? Cause I, I don't think that appeals that, like, to look, you could tell from his response uh, from uh, the people that were commenting on his, on his uh, live stream. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't liking that shit either. You know? So right. people that were looking at whatever he had to say, I mean, there, this isn't gonna. Some, this isn't something that's gonna appeal. That's not something that's gonna appeal to him. Well, you can't say something reactionary like that and then block a bunch of people. But like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm gonna. Oh yeah, I'm gonna block you. Oh yeah, you didn't like that edgy take. Oh yeah, that, that that's right. 
they were just counseling him, right? They were like, mm-hmm. "Dude, don't don't say that. Like, you're gonna get, you're gonna get in trouble." Like, and oh, right, man. right. It wasn't even like they were they were going into the places like I like would just said right now. They were saying, "All right, you I know, know maybe you got to really think about that." It. I mean, you got to think about that a little bit. You know, you gotta you know take a step back, bro. You know, wait a minute, evaluate what, you just, what just came out of your mouth a little bit. Yeah, and then you're going from some zero to uh, all right, you're blocked. Get out of here. He gets a lot of views on his videos, man. He does. But... He gets hundreds of thousands of views on his Facebook video or his YouTube mm-hmm. videos. Which, yeah, like I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's not something just that I'm. I've watched like one of his things. He's very like I, he was super like into Biden. Like, when did he? What did he yeah, call himself? He was very condescending too. Like mm-hmm. I noticed yeah. that during our um like interaction on Kenzo's like mm-hmm. talk like where he would you know yeah. like say something and I just kind of like I didn't back down but I didn't take him like serious because I don't like, I hope he's, he's on, a on a list now <laughs> I hope he is yeah like I have no like I feel like there's something people pass around like every other week of him doing something like you know blah, Can- well cancelable yeah. Cancelable, yeah. <laughs> like I'm trying to not say cancelable, but yeah. Yeah, because we, we've talked about that. Up and up. You know, but we we've talked about that, Matt. We're about cancel culture and the left, and um, I, I think it hasn't happened to him though. Well, it, like it, there's attempts. <laughs> there's attempts by people. But it, the thing that I was about to say is, um, hey, I mean, there there's times when I can see more, see things like that more justified than others. You know. I think that uh, there's a tendency to be a little bit more reactionary with every little thing that you talked about, uh, Matt, with the whole sexual preference versus sexual identity or, you know, about that kind of stuff Um, when you're not as educated on the nomenclature versus just saying something like, all right, you know what? I can say the the N-word to win a debate. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference between. What? Remember that one girl? I forget what her gun girl or some communist gun yeah. girl. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck up the N-word. Like, she was like, well, in certain, you know, it depends. He's defending him. Right, that was yeah. that was in defense of, of Vosh, right? Yeah, I so. mean, like, what are you talking about? Like, it depends. No, it doesn't. Bitch, you're white. <laughs> I'm white. We're not saying it. Like, we're not saying it at all. You know? Like, I don't care. Like, dude, I was talking about Bobby Schmurda, which Trump Trump doesn't know what a pardon is, so right. But Trump, if you're listening, um, Bobby Schmarta, please let him out of jail. Well, he's gonna, That's isn't he? Whole. He's set to get released soon, right? In like a I, year, but I just think it's funny to ask yeah, for a pardon. Yeah, <laughs> it's my bit right he's now, thinking, asking for pardon. Well, I mean, you know, if he really wanted to have gotten that little push before the election, he should have pardoned Snowden too, and Assange. Yeah, he could have done so many things he could have done that would have put him over the top. Like, yeah. I didn't think it was going to be that close, but seriously, if he'd gotten people to checks, if he had arrested Hillary if he Clinton, if he had, if he would have prosecuted know, Carol Baskin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so, some, some crazy shit like that, you know, it would have been, yeah. a, you know, and that's, that's really one of the things I wanted to bring up to y'all too, is, you know, I saw, I, I kind of like in the reaction from Trump voters now to Hillary voters in 2016, where they had the same kind of knee-jerk reaction, where it was, oh, the system failed my candidate. You know, there was some kind of security thing, like the system fucked them over. No, the voters are stupid. The voters failed my candidate. That's why. That's why my candidate lost. 
You know, my, my voter, my, the, these voters are, are all just racist. That's why they voted for Trump instead of Hillary. Whereas they don't look at the shortcomings on their own candidate be like, all right, where did my side fuck up? You know, where that yeah, should be the, know. you know, that should be like, the natural, the natural progression of things would be like, all right, let me check my own shit just a little bit to see what possibly could have gone a little bit more right that my guy didn't do. They, yeah, they don't well, they have, have any kind of for, like, organizing. Oh, what's that? Mm -hmm. What was that? He froze. Yeah, both of y'all froze a little bit. Am I, am I here? Yeah, you're good. Okay. I think that would require them to do work, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Democrats don't want to do work. Like, they... This honestly is, like, one of the perfect scenarios for them. Well, it would be a perfect scenario, actually, if they had the Senate, because then they wouldn't have to really... You know, right, and and see, they can do that now, actually. Right, and then with the Democrats, what you're seeing now with the shortcomings that we've talked about, what are they doing? They're punching left, you know, yeah. and yeah, they're they're punching left, and then they're saying, "Oh, thank God we had all these moderate Republicans like John Kasich and the Lincoln Project to go ahead and secure our elections." Never mind the fact that uh people that the candidates in swing districts were overwhelmingly successful as long as they endorsed Medicare for All or Green New Deal or any one of these progressive policies. Right. They didn't care. The they Hillary, did not care. The like the Hillary voters though, right? They they still had millions more votes than Trump, right? Like right. that's the thing I feel like it just it feels kind of cringe that they're fighting over these little margins in the swing states mm -hmm. when they were gonna lose by like five million votes. Right. Right. It's like that's like an extra sore loser, I feel like, you know. Not that I'm jazz for Biden, but like these Trump people are right. Like, right, really it, it, right, and and that's the thing. It's like, is he because who? Like, I just as funny as Trump is, I don't want to deal with fucking like a two month tantrum. You yeah, know what I mean? Gonna, <laughs> that's what we're up. looking at. We're staring on the barrel of a two month right. tantrum. Right, but yeah. you know what? Somebody brought up something um, the other day that, like, you know how he starts saying. Like he's been saying, like I'm gonna write a tell-all book, and I I know secrets and shit like that. Oh. They'll dude, they'll kill him. What if he if goes in and re re if he actually reveals? Yeah, what like he's reveal? probably got like. Or how much do you think they actually told Trump? Um, I mean, I like the the those deep state type uh, type secrets, whatever's going like Area 51 type shit, like the long-standing conspiracies. Uh, I think a lot of that would be compartmentalized anyway, so I don't think it's anything that a president just automatically gets briefed on. But like I, you know, he was. But but here's the thing, though. He didn't even go to his briefings. Though. Right. And, no. And, but I think he would go to that briefing. But remember, remember what he was beforehand. He was one of these, you know, uh, crazy ass conspiracy theories that would go ahead, pal around with Alex Jones. So if he knew about lizard people, I'm pretty sure that was one of the first things he would pop out. But you know, Bohemian Grove, full lizard people. <laughs> um. Yeah, he would tell us if he was if he thought he could weaponize it somehow. He would have told us in the election, though. So I don't know right. how much more he knows. Right, I that's, think he does that's know right enough about like international diplomacy. Like he knows that, like you know, basically like what the left knows, right? Like he mm -hmm. knows it's like you know the military industrial complex is like the greatest evil in the world, just you know perpetrating like horrific like crimes all over the world. So I think he could probably say shit like that but i don't know if he would be to his advantage right he would mm -hmm. have to 
you know, actually reform the government if you ran again on that kind of message. Um, See, I don't think he wants to run again. I don't you, think Trump wanted to win in the first place. Yeah, I'm with you yeah, on that. I'm, I'm with you on that on that last part. I don't think he was expecting or really wanted to win. I think he wanted to boost up his profile. But I think once he got a taste of that power that he wants to keep it, that's why he wants to hold on to it. Yeah. You know, so I would yeah. I could see him running running again in 2024. I could see him probably giving it one cycle off and going in 2028. But he because the the main part of it is he still retains the loyalty of at least a good a substantial number of the Republican base and and uh, with knowing that he has that going forward and I mean the weak ass field that you could just see forming up on the Republican side I mean why wouldn't he and yeah. not for, and not for nothing with, like we talked about it without COVID to worry about um, if Biden's presidency is a return to normal and if and not to mention if Biden doesn't even want to run again Who's to say they he can't? To who's to say he can't win? Like if they, there's the only way they can do it is if they don't do what they did in Obama. They have mm-hmm. to do something for the people. Like they have to show the people that they're, they can be decent, right? Because like Trump was a lot of talk, but he didn't do anything for anybody. So if you think if you can actually improve people's conditions mm-hmm. at all, you will have a lot better shot to beat whoever the right puts up in 24. Yeah. But I do think well, Trump would be the strongest candidate. He'd be the hardest to beat. Yeah. So like come Tucker. See Kamala versus Trump. So I'm saying, Trump would I think, destroy her. I think, yeah, I think Trump <laughs> unless they did something she good. Is not like a good unless candidate. they did, unless they did something good though. Like if they did like a Green New Deal, right, and it helped people, and people got jobs. No, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That's the only thing they can yeah. do is something good. They don't do anything good. You know, we'll but, but that's like a we saying before. Like they need the progressives. They need to do something well, good. Yeah, I mean, you have a They're good point. Gonna, I think that. You know, again, this was a very, I think, difficult election for mm-hmm. everybody um, on the left because it was so weird. I mean, we didn't celebrate. Like, yeah, I was happy that Trump is out. I think it's yeah. hilarious that he's going to have to, you know, but I'm, yeah. I'm not the, happy. The, mag- the magateers make me happy. Yeah, like the <laughs> magateers are, are awesome. But I also feel I did not feel well Saturday. Like, I mm-hmm. didn't feel like no, an out. I didn't, I didn't feel yeah, hope. Exactly. I didn't, I, I got like scared. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, yeah. I just, I, you know, if they do do something in the next four years, okay, then, then tickle me pink, whatever the fucking saying is. And I'm wrong <laughs> about the Democrats or whatever, yeah. but I just don't see it because they're already telling me tons of things like, okay, we'll, we'll take care of $50,000 um, of your student loan debt. Well, technically, I'm supposed to get my student loan debt forget forgiven mm-hmm. if I pay like after ten years because I'm a social worker. Okay, there's seventeen mm-hmm. hoops to jump. Obama passed that, right? Mm-hmm. There's like yeah. seventeen hoops to jump through just to get that, Jeez. and you have to reapply, and they 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 kick you out, and then this payment doesn't uh, count, yeah. and then this payment doesn't count. It is so absolutely ridiculous. I am uh, over $150,000 in debt mm-hmm. from a master's yeah. degree at the University of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Me too. And I'm, yeah, I mean, I, and I'm a social worker and I know, yes, I decided that, that was going to be my career and you knew that like you weren't going to make money, whatever. But I don't care if you went to school to, you know, I know attorneys that make less than me that mm-hmm. paid more. Yeah. Like it yeah. is 
absolutely ridiculous the amount that there's school no loans are. It's so expensive, and then there's no jobs anymore either. Is the thing? It's like we're paying all this, and then it's just the job market is just so bad, and they're just making it worse. It's just right you know, to diminish the rate of profit. Right? right. I mean, that's the price of setting up a gig economy. Right. Well, I mean, the one do. thing that that like I, I know is that it. yeah. Like, but one thing I know is I'll, I'll have a job always. I, I mean, I'm lucky for that. Like, because there's always going to have be some so ridiculous. I don't know. Sorry, I'm getting tired. Mm. It's 122 and on the east. Uh, yeah, we'll probably go ahead and sign off right now in a little bit. Unless you have something else y'all oh. wanted to go ahead and go over. Well, this is, uh, I want to. I kind of want to own this guy what? in the chat. <laughs> oh wait, what's he saying? I can't see the chat. Yeah. There's two of them now? Why do you think... Oh, look, there's two. There's like three of them now. Oh, come on. Look, you got to come to terms with it. Look, I know y'all are in that denial phase, but, you know, progress to the next ones. You look worse than Hillary Oh, it's a bunch of, like, liberals. Yeah. At least Hillary had three million more votes. Like, no matter what, he still had, like, five million less votes than the other guy. So, like... I don't know what you're exactly arguing about that there's hundreds of thousands of you only lost by four point nine million and not five million. It just yeah. it's so beta. Like Okay. Just let me explain to these people. Listen, <laughs> I felt the same way that you did. The there's first so many ballots that Bernie... that Karen. Yeah. So many. It's not easy to do. There's so many ballots. Yeah. Like my ballot, I was a poll worker and we had 300 at our place and it was a stack like this fucking big. Like it's 10,000 ballots is a lot of ballots. It's like not something you can just like shove in there and no one's looking. It's just, right. it's insane to scale the thing you're picturing here. And 600,000 votes for proof. Where the fuck did you hear that from? <laughs> You sound like a psycho. Like you that, don't like, sound like I, a normal person saying I, that. Nobody believes that. Like it's just guys. It, Trump. I know lost, Hillary wasn't okay? a good person. It doesn't mean that fucking you could like just say what you want to believe about the like fraud here and there. It's not how it works. Just because He's they're both shitty. Just because yeah. Hillary's shitty doesn't make Trump good and vice versa. It's yeah, it like doesn't make yeah, think. they both they think listen. It's like, oh, she's fake. That means that my guy's good. It's like, no, they're both bad. Nobody's fighting for you. That's what you have <laughs> yeah. to do your fucking skulls. Yeah. I hate when they do that because they're like, Well, what about Hillary? I'm like, I fucking hate her too, dude. I hate <laughs> both parties equally. Yeah. I think that they're both pieces of shit. There's a couple Democrats that I fuck with. That's it, really. Yeah. Like it's always an att- Like they got to calm down. Like yeah. you, you guys have to calm down and understand that. You know, we would like a good quality of life as well. We just don't agree with <laughs> with the way that yeah. you want, like with Trump and shit. But he's not. He lost. Grandpa Biden's in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. By that's... the way. Biden is basically a Republican too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you guys should actually like Biden because he's actually <laughs> yeah, a Republican. He's a competent Republican. Yeah, exactly. He's not, well, I mean, he's losing his mind, but <laughs> he's, he says funny things, and I mean, he's not as funny as Trump, though. Yeah, but, that's true. Yeah, well, it's so it is funny when he stumbles so over stuff and loses his place, but yeah, but, he's gonna be one of those presidents. So yeah. 
but yeah, uh, I yeah. did not watch. It's gonna it, be so no. boring. They're gonna like. I'm just I'm nervous about what the the mainstream media is gonna make their storylines up. Right, they're gonna have to make drama to have Somehow. something to talk about. Yeah, definitely. so I feel like they're gonna milk this like inter inter democrat schism for as much as they can, and then they're gonna make it like uh, you know, like culture war shit where they're gonna be. <laughs> constantly talking about like proud boys and stuff yeah like, i can see that happen. and of course you're not going to get the the covering the coverage that we had of like the civil unrest or with the cop when a cop does some evil shit oh, again yeah, yeah. That's you know because be racism was like, cured i guess for a lot of these people but, yeah racism yeah. is cured now because we have a um black vp yeah well, all right everybody we're gonna sign off there from our three platforms anybody on youtube go ahead and subscribe y'all on twitch if you're not following us follow us already on twitter make sure you look for maria out there at sandernista412 you can see her username on the bottom of the screen there and uh what yeah well, are you doing? do you have anything else to plug oh yeah did you want to plug something yes i'm doing a i'm sometimes co-host on my friend andrew's podcast called we're on spotify and apple and all where you can yeah so the, What's so it called the worst you got broken yet. up a little bit it's worst called the worst yet. week yet yeah so i've already been on well i guess three episodes already so awesome. i'm a sometimes co-host he <laughs> i tell people he does all the magic and the editing and stuff like that mm -hmm. he's like a really really funny kid um andrew hillary he's also on twitter i don't know his tag name but but we're uh um the um worst week yet is also on twitter uh i should so. look into it at worst we get yeah we did like two well we did like yeah we did like two episodes um and we just talk about stuff that happened over the week awesome. so like our first episode we talked about the rob hologram the rob kardashian hologram oh the robert oh. kardashian hologram <laughs> oh yeah, yeah like, we talk about like a lot of like you had, you had a stuff, yeah so. you had um you had rob kardashian just roll out there like he was tupac on stage <laughs> Yeah, so like we, there was like a discussion of who, but I did the latest episode. I did um, give my list of presidential pardons that I think that Trump mm -hmm. should pardon, and then we uh, figured out towards the end of it yeah. that none of us knew what a pardon really was. But uh, that was well, good. So yeah, that's it's a good why show. I want him to uh, accept it. I want him to accept the that he lost, so he starts doing like crank shit. You know, so he starts like being yeah, sick of yeah like i think he should just seriously like if i were trump like i would just pardon like a bunch of people and even if you know yeah. sorry you can't pardon because you have to be have a federal crime to be pardoned oh yeah. uh, well yeah that makes sense now yeah. right otherwise so, like, it has to be like the governor Florida thing can't be prime or pr like uh not prime <laughs> like Corey <laughs> c miller uh c murder miller from the limit records this conviction should be overturned. I also think that Tay K should do another job. Um, I learned about Tay K from a long time ago. That I worked with, but but yeah, he was like, you know, it's some rapper. Yo. Making moves back and forth on town. $60 per soul is the cafe. Winter time bubble goose, goose, clouds of smoke. Music glassing in the AWAC V. The Montana pulled in front of the store. Made my usual gun check. Safety off, come on, Frank. 
stay put. Fuck them niggas on the block, they shook. Most of them won't look. They're frightened, they know crooks. They're fuck up their own jokes. Look out for Jackson 5 on cause they own foot. Straight ahead to the doorway. See that lady with the shopping cart. She keep a shoddy cop in the hallway. Damn, she look pretty no go. She work for Kevin. She bout 77. She paid the dues when she smoked his brother-in-law at his boss's wedding. Flew to Venezuela quickly when the big fat stepped in. Three o'clock, watch the kids third floor last door. You look paranoid. That's why I can't jokes with you. Why? Why you behind me, Larry? Shaky dog stuttering. When you got the bigger cooker on you, you's a crazy motherfucker. Small hoodie dude, hilarious move. You want some curly mo Larry shit, straight Larry shit, Krispy Kreme, cocaine, dead bodies, jail time. You going carry it? Matter of fact, all the cash I'ma carry it. Stash it in jelly and break it down at the Marriott. This is the spot, your son. You're burning cock. These fucking mighty goons on the couch watching Sanford and Son passing they rum, five plantains and rice, big round onions on the T-bone steak. My stomach grilling, yo, I want some. Hold on, somebody's coming. Get behind me, knock at the door. Act like you're sticking me up with the joints in my face. Push me in quickly when the bitch open up. Remember, you don't know me. Blast him if he reaches for his gun. Yo, who goes there? Tony. Tony, one second, homie, no matter. Rain, sleet, or snow, you know you supposed to phone me. Off came the lads. Frank pushed me into the door. The door flew open. Dude had his mouth open. Frozen, stood still with his seat bulging. Told him, freeze, lay the fuck down and enjoy the moment. Frank smashed his gat. Slapped him, axed him with the cash. Coke in the crack. Get the smoke in you fast. His wife stood up speaking in Spanish. Big titty bitch holding the cannon. Read in the kitchen, do a shot. The kick in the fourth, fifth. Broke the bowl in the wrist and she dropped the heat. Give him the car, but the bitch wouldn't listen. I'm on the floor like, holy shit. Watching my man Frank get busy. He's on down, finished off my man's whiz. They let the pit pull out. Big head Bruno with the little sharks. Deep charging, foaming out the mouth and scared. Frank screaming, blowing shots in the air. Missing the target off the business. They ain't grazed my ear. Killed that bullshit pit. Ran to the back room, but first. Frank put two holes in the door, man. Sad soon. The cops in the vacuum. Got to the bathroom, faced his bad bulls. The big one had the centerpiece stab on. 